guys want to go to Ephesians 1 with me, uh, we read the word of the Lord. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus and are faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. In him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it, to the praise of his glory. pray together. <clears throat> Our Heavenly Father, we pray then that you would enable us to stand on every promise of your word and that as we do that, you would put a new song in our mouths, a song of praise to you our God. Thank you that you are our God through Jesus Christ. And Lord, we pray that for his name's sake, you would bless our time together now in your word. Amen. In a magazine called First Things, a scientist wrote an article on Einstein's views about religion. He quoted Einstein, who said, I do see that the design of the universe has a religious question about it, one that should have some kind of respect and awe for the whole business. It's very magnificent and shouldn't be taken for granted. But then the scientist wrote this. He wrote, I believe that that is why Einstein had so little use for organized religion. He must have looked at what their preachers said about God and felt that they were blaspheming. He had seen 
much more majesty than they had ever imagined. And they were just not talking about the real thing. God's creation reveals God's power, doesn't it? But whereas God's creation reveals God's power, the gospel is God's power. Paul said in Romans 1 verse 16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, For it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And so if creation should bring about a sense of wonder and awe within us, then how much more the gospel of Jesus Christ. The message that tells guilty sinners like us who left to themselves are under the wrath of God, that God has made a way. And that Jesus Christ, our burden gladly bearing, bled and died to take away our sin. And that he rose that we might rise and is coming back for his church again. That is the power of God. And it deserves worship in spirit and in truth, in wonder, in love and praise, in flat out awe. We continue our series in Ephesians today and this will be part two of the message that we looked at last week. Last week we looked at Ephesians 1 verses 3 to 10 and the title of that message was Blessed be God for his blessings in Christ. And today, following that same title, specifically, number one, for our inheritance in Christ, and number two, for our seal in Christ. But friends, before we get there, before we break open our passage, I want to fe- speak to the one among us right now who, frankly, doesn't feel awe. Perhaps like the the preachers of Einstein's day, you don't speak as you ought to speak. You don't feel as you ought to feel. You, You want your soul to feel like it's been doused with petrol and then lit on fire to the praise of God's glory. But on Sunday mornings, you you find it hard to pay attention. And there are times where you're singing, but you're asking yourself, where even am I as a Christian? And a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. Friend, the remedy for us in those moments is found in what Paul does in our passage today. Because to inspire the Ephesian church to bless the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ for his blessings in Christ. What does he do? Well, he overloads their brain with all that God has done for us in Christ. Think about that. He doesn't write to them about worship. He writes to them about what causes worship. All that God has done for us in the person and work of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when we attune our ears to those things, we find ourselves swept up to the praise of his glorious grace. And worshiping him for his blessings to us in Christ. That's how it works. It doesn't happen by looking at yourself. It happens by looking 
at him. It's, it's fascinating. Ephesians 1, 3 to 14 is one mountainous sentence in Greek, if you can believe that. And its shape and its structure and its summit, which reaches into the heavens, points us away from ourselves and to all that God has done for us in the Lord Jesus Christ, that we might be a people to the praise of his glorious grace, blessing him for all of the ways in which he's blessed us in Christ. And so that's the goal for our message today. Blessed be God for his blessings in Christ. Number one, for our inheritance in Christ. Look at verses 11 to 12. Paul writes, In him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that we, who were the first to hope in Christ, might be to the praise of his glory. Blessed be God. Paul writes, for his blessings in Christ, specifically here in verses 11 and 12, for our inheritance in Christ. Now, what even is that? What is our inheritance in Christ? Well, here's the answer. Everything that Jesus died and rose again to give us. Everything that Jesus died and rose again to give us. And today I just want to focus on one spiritual blessing that we inherited as believers when we believed the gospel. It was mentioned in our passage last Sunday morning, but it didn't get the time that it deserves. Church, in Christ, we have inherited adoption as sons. Adoption as sons. J.I. Packer, he wrote this. He said, what is a Christian? The question can be answered in many ways. But the richest answer I know is that a Christian is one who has God as father. He writes, our understanding of Christianity cannot be better than our grasp of adoption. And in last week's passage in verse 5, Paul wrote, in love he predestined us for adoption as sons. Now, to the women, don't make the mistake of feeling alienated by that word sons here. Paul used that word for the whole Ephesian church on purpose. Bear with me as I try and explain it to us. Back then, uh, under Roman law, it was only sons, biological sons or even adopted sons as well, that were given all of the family rights and privileges. And then so writing to the, to the whole Ephesian church, to men and to women, to husbands and to wives, Paul says, in love, he, God, predestined us for adoption as sons. Why? Because in Jesus, both men and women have access to the same rights and to the same privileges and to all of them in Christ. That this doesn't exclude women. This elevates women to the place that Jesus brings them 
in and through the gospel. It's why Paul would write this in the New Testament to, to the church in Galatia. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is no male and female. Why? For you are all one in Christ Jesus. We have, therefore, the same inheritance. We have the same rights. We have the same privileges in Jesus Christ. What are some of them? Well, here's one for us. In Christ, as adopted sons, we have freedom from all fear. That's what we have. Where am I getting that from? Romans 8.15 says this, For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. That belongs to all the church, to men and to women. We too have a, a holy dignity by virtue of our adoption in Jesus Christ. Romans 8, 16 and 17, the Spirit himself bear witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. And as adopted sons, we have a, a rich family heritage in our past. What do I mean? Well, Paul says to this, to Gentiles, to, to non-Jews. He says, know then that it is those of faith who are the sons of Abraham. All that is ours as adopted sons in Christ Jesus. That belongs to us. And friends, do you see how our identity as adopted sons in Jesus Christ frees us from two forms of slavery that are everywhere in the world today. Everywhere you look. See, in the West today, a, a person's identity is either achieved or it's felt into existence. And so today, a, a person might seek to achieve an identity for himself or for herself through, through their success, through a high-powered career, or through popularity or prosperity or a platform on social media, fame, body image, whatever it is. But achieving those things and maintaining those things is an awful lot of work. For us, though, our identity as adopted sons in Jesus Christ, is not achieved, but received, as, as one pastor put it. We inherit adoption as sons in Christ Jesus. We don't earn it. We don't seek to merit it. We don't seek to achieve it. We just inherit it freely in Christ Jesus, according to his election of us, according to the counsel of his will and therefore that is who we are that's who you are today in Christ or again take another example of how people receive an identity today that they're pleased with that they want to share with other people how do they get it well they they feel it into existence don't they and so if all of the the biological makeup says one thing but I feel like a woman trapped inside of a man's body. That's who I am. But friends, praise be to God. That's not how it works. 
for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because our identity isn't determined by what we achieve or what we don't achieve. It's not felt into existence or lost when we don't feel it anymore. By the grace of God, we are who we are. We are who he's made us in and through the gospel. And so regardless of what I achieve or what I don't achieve, regardless of what I feel or I don't feel, by the grace of God I am who I am. And there is no amount of achievement or failure, good feelings or bad feelings, that can change that or do anything to it at all. What does God say in Isaiah 49? He says, can a woman forget her nursing child? That she should have no compassion on the son of her, of her womb? Well, even these may forget. Yet I will not forget you. Behold, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are continually before me. Friend, if you are in Christ, God predestined you for exactly that according to the purpose of his will. And that's what will make us a people to the praise of his glorious grace. Amen. Blessed be God for his blessings in Christ. Number one, for our inheritance in Christ. Number two, for our seal in Christ. Look at verses 13 and 14. Paul writes to the church, In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. Blessed be God, Paul writes, for his blessings in Christ, even our seal in Christ. Now again, obvious question, what is that? What is our seal in Christ? Well, notice it's not what, but instead it's who. Answer the Holy Spirit. He is our seal. In Christ, He's referred to here as the, the promised Holy Spirit. Why? Well, because for years and years and generations and generations, God promised the Holy Spirit in and through the prophets. You remember Joel chapter 2, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions, even on the male and the female servants in those days, I will pour out my spirit. And Jesus promised him too, didn't he? John 15, the night he was betrayed, I will send you the helper from the Father. The helper, Jesus says, is the spirit of truth who comes from the Father. And it's amazing, isn't it? That was the first thing we read that happens for the people in the city of Ephesus. You remember Acts chapter 19? And it happened that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul passed through the inland country and came to Ephesus. There he found some disciples, not you remember of Jesus, but weirdly enough of John the Baptist. And he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said, no, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. And he said, into what then were you baptized? They said, into John's baptism. And Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe in the one who was to come after him, that is Jesus. 
On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them and they began speaking in tongues and prophesying. There were about 12 men in all. But friends, what does it even mean to be sealed with the Holy Spirit? Well, it means at least two things. Uh, First of all, it means that the Holy Spirit is a mark of God's ownership on us. Uh, Listen to this to 2 Corinthians 1.22. God has also put his seal on us and given us his spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. But it also means that the Holy Spirit is the means by which God keeps us and preserves us until the end. God says this in Ezekiel 36. He says, and I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. Do you see that? The Holy Spirit, he's the mark of our new ownership He's also the means by which we persevere until the end. You all remember my friend who uh, called the church study one day and he said, oh, hi, is that, is that Pastor Hugh? And I said, yeah, you can just call me Hugh though, it's okay. And he said, oh, well, my wife and I, we're, we're looking for, for a church, so we just wondered if we could ask you uh, a few questions. And I said, oh, I'll, be, I'll be happy to help you. And he said, question number one, what do you believe about once saved, always saved. And I said, well, I believe it as a raving Calvinist, but I prefer to call it the perseverance of the saints. The idea that those who are born again of the Holy Spirit persevere in the Holy Spirit right until the end. And so he said, oh, so you believe that we're saved by works then? And I said, no, I believe that we're saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, to the glory of God alone but that those who are born of the Spirit persevere in the Spirit. He said, are you just preaching works? And sadly, that was the end of that conversation. We never even got to meet him. Never mind. But you see, for our friend, persevering was a a purely human affair. It was all down to us. But what Scripture says is that the Spirit is the means by which we persevere to the end, so that yes, we are to learn obedience and we are to learn to smack the devil in the face with a crowbar. And yes, we are to resist the devil and, and run the race that is set before us and fight the good fight of faith. And sometimes the, the process of being more like Christ feels like open heart surgery that we're wide awake for, feeling all of the brutal pain. But you see, ultimately, it's the Holy Spirit who enables us to put one foot in front of the other. It's the Holy Spirit who keeps us to the end. So believer, be encouraged. You will make it to the end. He will keep you to the day of eternity. He will protect you from all of the servant's works and effects of the devil. He will work within you until you reach heaven's shore and keep you until your faith 
becomes sight. What does Paul say here? He says the Holy Spirit is the guarantee of what we're to receive. Not a vague, wishful thinking hope, pie in the sky. No, the guarantee of what we are to receive. And what that means, friends, is that whatever we experience of the Holy Spirit now, it's only a foretaste of what we'll experience then. It's a down payment. The first installment of what is to come. See, here on earth, the, the Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit, doesn't he? That we are the children of God. But there, in heaven, we will be presented to God as his children. Washed in blood-washed linen. For this perishable body must, must put on the imperishable, and this mortal body must put on immortality. When the perishable puts on the imperishable and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? And there we will shine like the noonday sun in the glory of our Father, thanks to the Holy Spirit. Here on earth, the Holy Spirit helps us to understand the truth, doesn't he? But the reality is that even as Holy Spirit baptized believers, we still only see in part. And we're, it's like we're looking through a, a glass dimly, as Paul says. But then we shall know fully, even as we have been fully known. Here on earth, the Holy Spirit comforts us, doesn't he? But there's a greater comfort yet to come. When God wipes away every tear from our eyes. And when we acquire possession of our full inheritance. Here on earth the, the Holy Spirit dwells within our hearts. But when we acquire possession of our full inheritance. Much more than that he will give life to our mortal bodies. And will forever be with the Lord. And death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore. For the former things have passed away. So what should we do in the here and now? Our church, here's what we're to do. And I so want us to get this. We're to keep in step with the Spirit. We're to keep it. Why do I say that? Well, I say that because since the Holy Spirit is the down payment of what we're going to receive, the more we walk in lockstep with him, the more real our final inheritance will feel to us. The more we'll develop an appetite for it, the more tangible and, and real and within our reach it will feel. And so church, Love what the Holy Spirit loves. Cherish what the Holy Spirit cherishes. Value what the Holy Spirit values. Pursue what the Holy Spirit pursues. The fruit of the Spirit is love, so pursue love. Okay, when you see a, a homeless man outside of, of the co-op or 
Sainsbury's, do not harden your heart against him. Don't start making up all the reasons why actually you, you shouldn't care for him because after all, we're saved by grace through faith in Christ. No, love him. Take an interest in him. Feed him. Give to him whatever he needs. And when you see someone at church who's there for the first time, don't just settle for a handshake. Oh, it's lovely to see you with us. No, do you have lunch plans today? We would love to have you over. What are you doing this week? I'd love to get to know you. And why should we do that? Friends, here's why we should do that. We are citizens of a world of love where every need has been met by the love of God. And so we should live like we belong there, now on earth. Pursue joy. The fruit of the Spirit is joy. So that when the people who you're killing yourself to serve revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely, rejoice and be glad. Why? Because your inheritance is great where? In heaven. Pursue patience. The fruit of the Spirit is patience. And so when you're getting your kids ready for school or for church and you're getting really worked up because you know you don't have time to cast a demon out of one of them, <laughs> remember, the more we yield to the Spirit now, the more the final inheritance will feel to us. Pursue self-control. The fruit of the Spirit is self-control. So when you're doing your homework on your laptop or when you're working from home and you see an ad pop up on your screen that leaves very little to the imagination, crucify the desire to click and say to yourself, Matthew chapter 5, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. But to those of you who are here, and our unbelievers, friend, let me say this. You too can be sealed with the Holy Spirit. You would not believe the number of people I speak to who say, I would love to be a Christian, but I know I'll fail. And to them I'll say, yes, you will. But the Spirit will keep you until the very end. When were these believers sealed with the Holy Spirit? When they heard the gospel. And when they believed it, when they heard, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever would believe in him would not perish, but would have eternal life. Believe that and you will be sealed with the Holy Spirit and kept for the day of redemption until the very end. And in the meantime, you can bless God for his blessings in Christ for our inheritance, and for our seal. Amen. Amen. Why don't I pray for us, and then we'll respond in song. Father, thank you so much for all of your blessings to us in Christ. Thank you that Christ is the fount of every blessing. Thank you, Lord, that if we need a top-up of blessing, we need only go to him. And Father, we really do pray that there would be people in this room who would run to him right now, and would receive the forgiveness of sins and the fullness of your Holy Spirit, even as we await the fullness of our inheritance 
in glory above. Lord, make us real, we pray, as a church. And let us love all that you've given to us in Christ. And all, Lord, we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.